right. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. We're going live from New York City. That's right. What's up, NYC? Before I introduce my guest today, he's pumped. He's ready to go. We did a warm-up. We did a little <laughs> jujitsu warm-up. Do the countdown before I introduce him the message of the week. So I've been on a music kick lately. Last week, I quoted a musician, not a lyric. Okay. I quoted Bob Marley. Oh, yes, <laughs> But mine. something he said in an interview. Today, I'm going to quote a lyric. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, man. I can't mess this one up. Um, no, better not. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. <laughs> I forgot what it was going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Man, um, we'll come back to that. All right, all right. <laughs> we'll come back to the message of the week. I didn't write it down. I usually write it down, but I'm so pumped and excited. That's it's going to come to me. If it's you don't come. know your history, uh, then you don't know where you're I coming got, from. No, I got it, I got it. <laughs> play us a song, Mr. Piano Man. Play us a song tonight. We're all in the mood for a melody, and you got us feeling all right. Yes. I'm not going to say who it is. If you're under 40 and you don't know, you need to go do some homework. If you're over 40 and you don't know, I don't know, you're in trouble. It's funny, Maurice's looking at me like, oh, what's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Mary Condi? Good to see you again. So with that, I'm going to introduce my good friend. He is a, a training partner of mine at Sun Dojo where we do jujitsu and kickboxing together. Uh, he is a fantastic DJ. He throws the skinny beats and the fat beats, and he makes people feel good. He, he gets people feeling all right with his yeah. tunes, which is why I chose that quote. And like I said, I'm on a music kick. I can't believe I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Sorry. without further ado, DJ David Medina. What's up, What's David? What's up? How What's up, doing? New York City? I'm doing good. I'm awesome. doing good, man. Awesome. So you're a Brooklyn native, yeah? Yes. Born and raised. Williamsburg, Brooklyn, man. Nice. Southside. Nice. Um, Los Sures, Los Sures, official. And uh, of Brazilian descent. No, Dominican. 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 Why did Charlie tell me you were Brazilian? Because he's a liar. <laughs> I'm not Brazilian, man. I love Brazilian music. Boa, garage. I've been... Uh, <laughs> he just yeah, tuned in. Yeah, she called him man. <laughs> I swear you told me this dude was Brazilian. No, he, must have, he lied to you. No, I'm Dominican. Dominican. It's because he was trying to get me intimidated. He was like, I got a... Yeah, he's got in, the Brazilian in dojo, yeah, It's, it's, it's in like, the ah, DNA. Ah, oh, my yeah, God. No, oh, my God. No. I could be no. mistaken about all this. Yeah, right? <laughs> my, cred- my credibility has been challenged That's from the it. beginning. I'm going to take over the show now. I couldn't fucking remember Billy Joe's lyric. You're fired. All right, peace out, guys. All right, thank you. Okay, so now let me talk about me. <laughs> Actually, no, let's it is talk about, about me, right? you. It's your okay. turn. You're up. All right, so yeah, um, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, Williamsburg, Dominican descent. <laughs> My parents came here from the DR, and uh, and you know I basically you know I'm number four or five kids. Woo. So yeah, big family, two bedroom apartment. Yeah, ghetto because Williamsburg was a lot different back Much then. Much different back then. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Survived. I survived Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can't survive it today. No, I, me neither, man. man you know? I, I played a show <laughs> on like on Bogart or one of those funky little strips mm. I hadn't been to in like 15 years. And literally, I like hopped in a car and I was like, get me out of here. And the driver's like, what's the matter? You don't come around here much? And I was like, man, I used to hang around here all the time. It wasn't like this. <laughs> I liked it better when we used to get robbed, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I was just like, get me out of here. I don't know uh, about that. <laughs> Mauricio está aquí. All right. So, um, but yeah, so it was, uh, we're talking about Williamsburg? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was, it was tough. It was tough, you know, but it was great too. You know, it was like um, everyone was kind of in the same situation, you know, kind of poverty and uh, struggling, mm-hmm. but everyone trying to make it, you know, trying to figure, not everyone. Not everyone. Some people were just coasting, you yeah. know. But my family in particular was very, you know, work-oriented. You know, my dad, you know, worked. He did everything. Mm-hmm. Actually, let me talk about my dad for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, go for Love it, my please. father. He passed away in 2001. But Sorry, my dad man. was uh, the focus of my whole life in a way. Mm-hmm. And my mom, too, obviously. But my dad was a dancer in the DR in the oh, Dominican nice. Republic. He was a folkloric dancer. So there was a conga drum in the house. Mm-hmm. And there was always great music, you know. From like traditional Dominican merengue and mangolina and all these different mm-hmm. types of music and dance that he would do, um, to like mambo. He loved Perez Prado, like Cuban, like old school Cuban yeah. mambo and stuff. He loved that, which is what instilled me into loving Cuban music. And we could talk about that a little bit later. We will. That was we actually will. how I really launched as a DJ. Yeah. So, que viva Cuba, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
So yeah, so my dad was uh, a folkloric dancer, but you know, you can't make a living as a folkloric dancer. He came here and no? did everything. No, no, <laughs> he, he couldn't at least. So he came here and uh, brought my mom over. And my eldest sister was actually born in, in the Dominican Republic. And she was two when my mom and her and my little my eldest sister came to the U.S. So um, he worked every type of job imaginable, yeah. you know, with a not even a high school degree, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually did get his high school diploma here. Okay. And uh, he ended up uh, working the most years until, you know, he retired was as a janitor at Lenox Hill Hospital Mm -hmm. up here in Manhattan. So, and my mom worked in a factory sewing, you know. So it was like very blue collar, very, you know, humble. And um, I grew up with music all around, you know, like I said, my dad had a great collection. My mom used to sing songs while she was in the kitchen, like boleros and, and and baladas and all these types of songs and Mexican rancheras. She used to like a lot of those like Mexican boleros and things like that too. So um, I grew up with all this music at home and like, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, you open up a window and you hear music from everywhere. And I was around yeah. for the birth of hip hop, you know, I'm yeah. that old, <laughs> you know. So, oh, we know. We oh yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I got some grays, you know, going. But uh, grew up with the birth of hip hop, so, you know, Sugar Hill Gang have yeah. the record from when we bought it when it came out. You nice. know, I have it on my wall. You mm-hmm. know, and um, so grew up with all of this music of Latin music at home, hip hop and funk and soul and Motown. I mean, you name it, I was on it. You know, I loved music as a kid and I loved art. So um, I was a bit of a nerdy kid, actually. Don't don't tell anyone, but I was a bit of a nerd. I was home reading comic books and playing with my GI Joes. And, Didn't see that one and coming. No, no, no. I was kind of nerdy. I was kind of <laughs> quiet, you know, as a little kid. And um, that love of comic books actually got me to like drawing, and I became kind of an artist, mm-hmm. you know. And in high school. I, uh, Where'd you go to high school? I went to high school actually a few blocks from here. Graphic Communication Arts. No kidding. GCA. Nice. I hated it. Is it still here? <laughs> I, <laughs> if I didn't burn it down, it's probably uh, still Actually, there, I burned you know? it. That's no. what I thought. <laughs> no, no, I hated high school. It was terrible. Yeah. terrible. Oh, I it was like being, It was like being in prison. Yeah. It really was. There was yeah. like gangs running it. It was yeah. fucking disgusting. Yeah. But anyway, um, I survived that too. I survived yeah. Williamsburg. I survived high school. And uh, my saving grace was getting to college. You know, and here comes back to my mom and dad. You know, they were like, we don't necessarily care what you do, but you got to go to school and you got to make something of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why we came to this country. Right. You know, you got to go to school, get a degree, get a job. I went to art school. (laughs) So I should have been a dancer. I know. right? (laughs) I I studied sculpture while I was in school. I went to Alfred University. I know. I was like, yes, I'm going to make a living. Dad, "Dad, you thought you didn't make money as a dancer. I'm going to make even less. Yes. Where did you go to school? Alfred University. Where's Alfred again? Remind me. It's in the western part of New York City, of New York State. So it's like two hours, I think, south of Rochester and yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, no, I it's went like to school in, in yeah. Buffalo, and Patty went to school no way. in Rochester. Yeah, yeah. That's so no, funny. I partied yeah. in your schools, yeah, probably, because yeah, there was yeah. nothing to do with Alfred. That's why like, I was yeah. like, I know I know the name yeah. Alfred, but yeah, I don't yeah, remember. It's yeah. actually a really good school, or was, I'm not sure anymore, I'm, I haven't stayed in touch, but it was a great school for yeah. ceramic engineering, great art program. I mean, I was like really with top-notch artists there. That reminds me, I saw something yes. the other day, and I, I, I posted it on Facebook, but I got to just share it, because you, you, might, you might get a kick out of this. It was a picture, and it was like like stairway to heaven. And it says, "When someone from Western New York goes to heaven, God, welcome. An angel will be here soon with your wings." Western New Yorker, don't forget the blue cheese. <laughs> no, 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 not that kind of. Actually, that sounds pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty true. awesome. Right? That is, that is. Oh my god, like, it's true. Western New York. We used to dip it. our pizza in blue oh, cheese. Dude, yeah. Oh my I god, I was do. like, that was so. I kinda, still do. Really? Oh, it was a little gross, but yo, we, you I know. took it to the next level. I made a buffalo shrimp. Uh, sushi roll. I did shrimp tempura and I took the celery and sliced it long and thin and rolled it with the shrimp and I put like real blue cheese, not blue cheese dressing, right. but like gorgonzola. I, yeah. I molded it and made it long and then sliced the sushi roll. Dude, it was fantastic. It was like, that sounds what? pretty good, yeah. actually. Oh, I was like, I, I, I'll put it to it anything. No, no, no. This is for fun. <laughs> but like, there's so there's so many things you could do with that. I know. Those three components. It's so true. Frank's hot sauce. Oh my God. So true. Best. So true. So yeah, continue about yeah, Alfred blue and chicken wings. <laughs> and blue cheese. Pizza into blue cheese. We're I just going to talk about blue cheese from here on out. With like being super, you know, 
what are you doing in school when you're a kid? You know, <laughs> a lot of drinking. Drinking and eating blue cheese. <laughs> and, and, you know, actually, I skipped something important that I did want to bring up. Bring it up. Before I was in college, back in high school, I got all alternative to. So my music not was, wasn't only just like what was on the radio. Like what, like Morrissey? And, or? Yeah, I liked, you know, like the Smith, but really yeah. like punk. Like yeah. I got really, really into punk when I was like early high school. Yeah. Like once I got into high school, Same I really here. got into like, well, I got into like Slayer, obviously, yeah. you know. Rain and Blood, best album, man. No, but the Dead Kennedys changed Dead my Dead Kennedys, yeah. freaking love Big the Dead time. Kennedys. And I really got into the lyrics, you know, mm-hmm. like metal was great. Like I actually started hanging out with like a lot of guys in the neighborhood. Not a lot. <laughs> we were just a small, <laughs> <Yeah>. a small <laughs> like contingent of, <laughs> of weirdo Latinos <laughs> that were that like were into metal. <laughs> metal and punk, like, you know, with the leather jackets and the spikes and the exploited Dude, skull yeah. on the back. And that was the, me too. I had the Mr. T-Hawk for very, very little, yep. you know, little, little bit of time because my mom was like, you are not wearing that in this right. house. It's yep. like, what did you do to your head? I was like, well, mom, but you know, I'm cool. I did that same <laughs> surprise. I came home. My mom was like, what, what, what? And lifted my hair because it was long. And she was yeah, like, yeah, it was like, yeah. bicked, man, bicked all underneath. <laughs> I thought, I this? thought she was going to kick me out of the house. I yeah, was like, no. like, but you're Dominican. What is this? I this got is, kicked out of the house. That's the double times. stuff. Yeah. But she wasn't that bad, honestly. She just didn't like the haircut. She was yeah. like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Head? So I had to wear like a hat in the house. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right, mom. We'll, we'll survive this. We'll survive this. I'm not an idiot, you know. But, um, but yeah, so I got into really into, because this is when music really became important important to me yeah, it's like right you know in that age Those i years, didn't want to yeah. skip that i didn't want to skip that yeah so in that like junior high school high school age i really got into uh like punk and alternative we went to a couple of shows so mm-hmm. you know suicidal tendencies met oh, a good yeah. friend there actually yeah. at suicidal tendencies at lemores in brooklyn lemores does anyone remember lemores and um who else did i see there i think white zombie (laughs) white zombie before what's his name yeah rob zombie rob zombie became so famous it was like white zombie who's that (laughs) they opened up for you know who i'm going to see next week um you remember mario from from the dojo yes of course so his band spotlights which is hardcore crunchy metal shout out to spotlights and mario awesome um they're opening for mr bungle who haven't played Bungle. together? They're touring. The 90s. Right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. And I, so I was having trouble finding tickets, and I finally Mario. I was like, Mario, can you get me in? He's like, Nope. <laughs> I was like, I'll carry drums. I'll do anything. He's like, Nope. <laughs> but I kept looking, and I finally found a ticket because they were they were like really sold out. And when I went to book, they announced that Scott Ian and Dave Lombardo are going to be on the set, and I just was like. I should be paying more. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah. It's Dave Brooklyn Lombardo Slayer and yeah, Scotty and Anthrax. From Anthrax. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. It's at Brooklyn Steel, uh, <laughs> Monday, February 10th. Oh, wow. so, and Mr. Bungle. And it's sold out. I, I think they opened up some tickets, but they're like 150. You know, Ooh, I was so like, I, just, I still was like, I should be paying more now. Like, yeah. I was like, I'll tip you at the door. This is fantastic. That's awesome, yeah, though. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm totally bummed. Wow. Um, yeah, so so music, yeah, so that was, you know, music became the most important thing in my life, yeah. and that was during my punk rock phase, and Jello Biafra of Dead Kennedy's, mm. those lyrics, I mean, I really got into that, I was yeah. like, this is it, you yep, know, right definitely. there, and it was like, Public Enemy was mm-hmm. my, one of my, my favorite bands from like high school, Public Enemy, Bad Brains, yep. Dead Kennedy's, um, and then of course, Tribe Called Quest, when they came mm-hmm. out, was just like... Dude, you're telling my story. It's like, all that stuff right got there. shook up that in a right cocktail there. shaker. And it was like, <laughs> peace and love and revolution. Yep. And it makes sense And to a me. hard backbeat. And a hard backbeat. With distortion or without. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like definitely. with metal guitars or with like just beats. So Man, straight up. That, that was, was my, my youth. Awesome. <laughs> my youth. Cool. Well, and we're gonna, Latin music in the background. <laughs> we're going to take a break from your youth for a moment. We'll be back in a few. We'll talk about what it's like being all grown up, David. Now. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Web. Peace. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. And we're back once again. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web live from Midtown Manhattan. We're here with my good friend, DJ David Medina. We were just talking about how music played such a big part in his life, just emotionally, intelligently, uh, as, a, as a young person. And I, I found it interesting. This is something that just came to me last night when I was doing like promo for, for this show, was that you provide the soundtrack to like, major climactic moments in people's lives Hell yeah. where like like he's a professional dj you do weddings you do all kinds of like major major events you do clubs but like it's like the night somebody got married you provide the emotional soundtrack to that whole event maybe you're you're working bembe one night and a couple meets that night and they get married. Have you, have you had this situation where people are like, yes. you were DJing the night we met and then they hired you to do their wedding. Yes. Dude, that's like, yes. that's yes. deep, deep in the psyche. And it was a similar, it was similar for you, your relationship with music growing up. Yeah. That's really important. What you just said, because that actually goes to it the It just root. hit me last night and I was like, well, oh, yeah, <laughs> wow, go ahead. No, that just goes to the root of what I do and yeah. why I do it. Yeah. But I didn't want to get there yet. I still had a okay, journey. Okay, cool. We will, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to it, but we will come back to it. So you were talking about music yeah. and getting into college. So, so yeah, so in school, in college, um, I was, you know, studying art, actually focused on <laughs> sculpture, sculpture, focused on glass. <laughs> so I was a glass blower and I made glass castings and was learning how to TIG weld and bronze and doing mold. Wow! And classic, and classic, bro. old school. You, you look good for like a two hundred year old. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's that jujitsu, yo. Right, right. <laughs> Check it out, everybody. Sun Dojo, <laughs> Sun Dojo, Brooklyn, New York. What do you do? Jujitsu, work out, eat healthy, and you'll live to be over two hundred. Over two hundred, like me, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, there was a uh, a friend of mine in college. He had uh, he was two years ahead of me. I think he was a junior, and I was a freshman. And he had a radio show, but he started getting busy with his schoolwork and stuff. And he, I guess he wanted like on to, campus, on campus, yeah, yeah. on campus. Mm-hmm. I miss they those. had a radio. I show. missed the campus radio shows. Dude. Yeah, man. And so he was like, "Hey, Dave, I know you got a lot of music. You love music. Why don't you help me with this show?" And his show was kind of like an alternative and ska show. And I was mm-hmm. big into ska as well. Mm-hmm. You know, reggae, yeah. ska music, like classic stuff, and the like two tone era specials yeah. and that stuff mm-hmm. from the eighties. Absolutely. So he, I was like, "Yeah, let's do it, man." And so I got in on the show and then he got kind of busy or i don't know exactly what happened but he gave up his show and i was like i'm keeping this (laughs) i am keeping your show and um he kind of just handed it off to me you're gonna do the same to me and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) i'm not gonna take your show and um i'll take you down (laughs) i know you know this guy's a purple belt you gotta be careful purple belt but um so yeah so i took over the show and then the next year i revamped it and i turned it into my show and it was called it was a sunday show and i called it el domingo gigante <laughs> I you were gonna do that and like everybody at alfred was like why what are we the listening hell to is this? salsa yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the show was called domingo gigante it was based off of this really famous like latin show called sabado gigante which on saturday so i called it domingo gigante but then it was like yes you'd hear your merengue you'd hear your like obscure cuban salsa from like the 1920s i would throw on there and the three and, kids from the bronx that were in alfred were like i love you yeah! <laughs> and I, played, yeah, I played all the salsa and merengue and stuff but then you'd hear the dead kennedys you'd yeah. hear the oh. bad brains nice. you hear all this ska music that yeah. i was playing and james brown and bob marley well, it's great because like, like the bad the bad brains the, are really like the connective tissue between totally, that it's like no we are totally. all the same we are all the we same all the and same. that was the whole point of the show honestly yeah. it was like we are a one world community and this is and it made sense to me it made sense that you could play a salsa 
merengue and then some punk rock and then some hardcore and then some reggae music and some ska music, you know, and, yeah. and then maybe Nirvana, which was new at that time. And I was like, oh, Nirvana, uh, it's all right. It's all yeah. right. It wasn't, you know, it yeah. was cool. They were great. They're great. They're that great. was when I tuned out. When that, yeah, like that stuff yeah, hit and I was like, I, I'm now it's to time be, to turn the radio off. Yeah, I was like, I was I like the traditional, original, yeah. hardcore music. Yeah, same punk. here. So anyway. That was how I got into DJing. Mm. You know, I was on the air. You know, I used my Barry White voice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is DJ Medina in the Izzy. Yes. And that's so awesome. that's how it started. And I continued making art. Obviously, I graduated from school, came back to New York City. So and, it, was live, um, it was a live radio show? It was a live radio show. So you're used to this. Well, I haven't done it in yeah, but you three whatever. years since I. But it's no different college. than when you're because when you're doing <laughs> events, you have to. I mean, you're DJ. Yeah, you have yeah, to talk. Yeah, yeah. But on the spot. really, at yeah. weddings, when I do like public stuff, which I only have one public gig now, we can talk about cool. it later. Or anything I just been at Bembe every couple of uh, couple of yeah, nights save it, a man. month. Don't blow yeah. it yet. <laughs> but um, but I don't really talk there. It's no mics because if yeah. you, if you get on the mic, it's like, can you say happy birthday to my friend over there? I'm like, no, no, go have a drink. Say yeah, just write their name on a Benjamin. Hey, right. And, <laughs> I'll wipe my face with it. Like, no. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, right? No, 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 no. Happy birthday to everyone out there. Really, we love you. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I do use the mic for like, you know, weddings, obviously, right. you know. But um, so yeah, so basically I got in, I graduated, pursued my art career, and it wasn't too bad. I, mean, I was selling some work. So what were you doing? Was it all? Glass, mainly was it, glass. Was it from the artistic background or more like a production? Because I had a few friends. Like I had a no, friend no, that from did, the artistic. I didn't do production. I, yeah. I wasn't good enough to right. make a stem, you know, beautiful. You know. <laughs> well, I had a friend no, that went to RIT glass. for ceramics. Okay. And her conundrum coming out was the work is in making plates. Right. And well, I don't want to do that. I want to well, I want to make art. Right. And it was all, she ended up opening her own ceramic studio in the Finger Lakes. You know, she had it for a while. I think right now she might have sold it or like sublet it to somebody else, but that was always like I did, I was studying music there. Yeah, so for me it was yeah. a little easier to come out working because I needed no raw materials. And back then, I mean this was 15, 20 years ago, people still hired bands. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well they still do. They still do, they still but do. It, it really started yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um know. for Sorry. her, she really struggled <laughs> with Well, and it was the same for me. It was like the the big paying money was all commercial and I'd gone to school for art music. I didn't exactly. go to Berkeley to learn how to be like a, a pop musician. It was yeah. it was art music. And so I had that battle as well. But it was a little easier to make quick cash that way, totally. you know. So what was your experience with that? Well, it was difficult. You know, I graduated. I mean, I wanted to be a glass and metal and bronze artist making sculptures. And actually, it was kind of interesting because I've had luck along the way. You know, it's not mm -hmm. just planning, you know, because I, I worked hard to get into yeah. school and stay in school and, and you know, graduate honors, you know. And uh, I went from hating high school and not doing anything there because it was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry to the, my old professors that I actually did like in high school. But and I, I really worked hard in college. You know, I focused. After, yeah. I think after my sophomore year, I was like, no, I got to really start working yeah. and, you know, stop hanging out with the knuckleheads there. Too, Eating blue you know? cheese. All Eating night. blue cheese all night. <laughs> and I really focused and I really got into my work. I, you know, became uh, vice president of the Latin organization well, there. There were like only four really, of you. Yeah, there was only four of us. <laughs> no, there was a few more. There was a few more. Maybe 20 or something. <laughs> 20 or 30 of us, I think. But, um, but... But w by joining the organization, I was able to bring like speakers, I mm. brought artists from New York City to bring a little culture to yeah. this, you know, little town in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And um, and I brought some bands. I actually brought a ska band up there. I, was, I brought up Mephiscopheles, if anyone remembers them. Amazing band. They were like satanic ska from New York. It was a joke. Okay. It was just a joke. But it was fun. They were like hardcore ska. Yeah. And, um, I brought them joke. up, and it was like uh, <laughs> they they didn't believe in Satan. Who believes in Satan? I know. I mean, no. Really? Come on. But um. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, um, I got into the whole thing with music up there. But when I graduated, you know, I pursued my art career. I got a fellowship at Urban Glass, which is in Brooklyn. Nice. If you're interested in glass, go to Urban Glass. And it was like a whole year of school paid for. Right. It was amazing. Right. I was like, wow, I applied, you know, with my, 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 basically my senior show was what I used, my, those images mm -hmm. and the work I made. Yeah. And I was making like these big uh, pieces based off of my heritage, like Dominican culture, Afro-Dominican mm. culture. So it's like these masks with <laughs> blown glass, bronze masks with neon tubes and moving kinetic sculptures with moving motors. It was really fun. Nice. It was fun. Yeah. I was very into it, you know. So it was, you were, it was art. And it you was were, art with a capital A. And you yeah. were selling it? No. 
<laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. I sold a couple, and but that's not yet. why he became a DJ. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. And so basically, graduated, went to Urban Glass, started, continued working. <laughs> and uh, you're telling my story. Like, yeah, my <laughs> like I know, oh, I know, yeah. I know how this comes out. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just it's hard great to, to make a living as an artist. Yeah, you know, it's, it yeah. is. And then, you know, it's hard to make a living as an artist who's trying to make work that is in my mind, meaningful, cultural, yeah. you know, representative right. of Afro-Latin culture. I mean, it's the art world. Come yeah. on. It's mm-hmm. not really about that. Right. And not, I'm not making excuses, but it's just, it was hard to, right. to break into that world. You and know? and represent, representation was a lot harder then because we didn't have the internet. No, there was no, <laughs> was like... no internet back then. <laughs> so it was tough. It was, a, it was a little tough. But, you know, I, I kept doing my work and I worked for other artists. I worked for other sculptors. And... Um, and that uh, kind of transitioned me into like the whole DJ thing was where I would like I DJed a few birthday parties for some friends mm-hmm. in like small little bars and stuff. And how long how long had you been out of school at that point when you started to do it that? was a bit. Let me see. Uh, about three years, mm-hmm. three years before I actually started DJing. Yeah. So and I continued making art for many years, too. You yeah. Know? It's sure. like I loved it and yeah. I wanted to make it. And so I saw I did show at like Heller Galleries, like the, the main glass yeah. gallery of New mm-hmm. York City. And, you know, he showed my work twice. I sold some work there. I showed in the, I was in a group show at the Brooklyn Museum. And oh, nice. In Venezuela, Dominican Republic. I mean, I, I did some things with yeah. art, you know, and it was, and it's great. And for me, it's just check and did that. Yeah. You know? No, I hear you. And, uh, and we didn't even talk about when I was a forest ranger. <laughs> Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh just God. for a summer, just for a summer. <laughs> chase the bear out of a, <laughs> yeah, the bear right? out of a camp What crop. was the saying? I've worn many hats in this life, man, and I'm still You have to, man. You have to. You know me. I wear, short. I wear many it. hats like every day now. Seriously. I just made a. I made an occupation out of that. I was yeah. like, you know what? Instead of doing it like months at a time, let's just do it in one day. You know, just drink more coffee. Totally. And, yeah, totally. absolutely. You have to. Yeah, and for me, it's like I didn't want like a jobby job. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's just not mm-hmm. me, you know. I couldn't sit in an office for five. Nope. not five, what is it, eight hours? Yeah, it's long <laughs> I don't even know because <laughs> I've never done it. And it's I, not know, France, okay? We're talking right, about the U.S. Right, right. <laughs> you know, there's no siestas in America. No, nope. 12, but I just didn't want that. I knew yeah. that I would not do well in that environment. So, so I you became a forest art, ranger. I became no, no, no. I was actually I was still in college when I did that. It was for a summer. It was awesome. I'm like, if That's ever great. my life goes bad. Right, I, I know what to do. I know, I really do. It's <laughs> I like, back my up. wife says, you smell, get out of here, or whatever. I'm like, I'm see you, babe. I'm going up to going New Hampshire, going to back the to the White Mountains, and I'm going to live awesome. in the, with, the, with the beds. Yep. I loved it up there. Nice, that's great. But, um, but back to, <laughs> to reality here, you know. I, I'm doing my best to distract you today. I know, I know, I know. You keep taking me away from the core right. of what I'm trying to say, more, which is good. More. It's jujitsu. I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, eventually I started DJing, uh, like, friends' birthday parties, and I was noticed by uh, a friend of a friend who was starting a Cuban party mm-hmm. and with live bands, and they needed a DJ to play in between right. sets and mm-hmm. everything. And this was at Nell's, and this was back in like 98, so it was a while ago. And uh, it was just when Buena Vista Social Club album came out. Mm-hmm. It was like Cuban music was big now, yeah. you know, at least on the mainstream. People knew about it. And I was already into it for many, many years. I mean, since my dad's record collection and... And I would play it in college and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, let's do this. And I got a major gig at Nell's. And it was just so much fun. I had uh, a lot of fun. And I was playing music I really cared about. And I was mixing it up between sets, but mainly Cuban music, playing new stuff while the bands were playing traditional son. Mm-hmm. I was playing like timba and, and, and son and, and a little maybe a bachata here and a merengue there. But yeah. really, it was Cuban nights. Mm-hmm. And that was it. My life launched as DJ David Medina. <laughs> okay that's it we're done that's the end of the show (laughs) actually we're gonna take a little break we'll be back in a few peace you're listening to the talking alternative network at www.talkingalternative.com now broadcasting 24 hours a day talking alternative Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc.
Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everybody. Once again, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, here with my buddy, DJ David Medina, going live from New York City. So you had said something in the last segment about um, having this Latin organization, this Latino organization at your school that brought people in, like musicians and stuff like that. Well, not a lot. It wasn't about that necessarily. It was about, you know. But I I did help with the other students, obviously, to bring in some speakers and artists and and a band. But music. And dance, a dance troupe we also brought in. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So Patty went to uh, University of Rochester. Yes. And she was in an organization with a bunch of kids from New York City. And a lot of them were either Dominican or, or Puerto Rican. And they had this like, there was a big, it was a big group up there. Okay, and yeah. They would throw these festivals, man. It was so amazing. So do you know who Malafe is? Yeah. <laughs> they brought Malafe in. Oh and God. like, wow. dude, this is like, this is like, this is like, no, 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 it was, I mean, you don't go to U of R without no, a budget. U of R is a Most of these kids school. were on academic scholarships. There. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You probably came to some of these, these events. Um, most of those kids were on academic scholarships, but it doesn't matter like the school they, the school had funding. Of course. It was serious. Yeah. But this was like 99, and I had no idea what I was walking into. And like I was saying, I, you know, I, I, I was in reggae bands, so I'd gotten a lot of that feel and, and a little dabble into uh, Puerto Rican and Dominican and Cuban music, but I didn't know, I didn't know, like, the, I couldn't distinguish yeah. the styles, sure, you know, I didn't sure. know the difference between like plena and so on and all that. And <laughs> you know, I roll up to this party, I'm like, what's up? Oh, we're going to have some live music nights. <laughs> I was not prepared <laughs> for <laughs> what Malafe delivered. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was insane. I mean, they had the full entourage. It's like heavy metal, man. But like the backup <laughs> singers, it was these three dudes, and they were in these bodysuits oh, with Lord. chest cutouts and like no skin way. tight. And oh. they were not like, you know, they were not attractive, no. you know, and like no. moose knuckle right in the face. I mean, it was just like debauchery, but it was so fast. And I mean... Bro, That's I was crazy. a different person after that That's night. Crazy. I was yeah. like, wow, wow. Yeah. I went down the rabbit hole. But we, we got to see a lot of that. And it was really, it was amazing, especially, you know, for the communities up there that don't really have that connection. Like when you're in no. New York City, man, it's like it's just, on every corner, you know, like yeah. uh, it, it was great to to be a part of that yeah. and see that. So have a little a little insight into totally, what, totally. what you were talking about. And that was what being part of the organization was and also having that radio show and having that, it was like, you know, no one else was playing it. Right. You know, so right. And the same I there. I created my niche. Yeah. And that's actually how I became a DJ, was kind of niching myself mm, yeah. into the whole DJ world. Like, for example, uh, actually where we left off was Cuban music. I basically um, got into this niche. There was really not too many DJs playing Cuban music. Yeah. You know, salsa music is traditionally known in New York as Puerto Rican or Colombian, which is great. But Cuban music but is... But it's really Cuban but music. It's, <laughs> but it's Cuban music. I mean, <laughs> the root is Cuban music. Yeah. So I went deep, really deep with Cuban music, man. I love it. I really do love it. And um, it was great. That started, it launched me as DJ Dave Nadina. Mm -hmm. And once I got that gig, I got another gig and another gig and another gig. And I was like, all right, I'm making money with my second art forum. Right, which is still art. But I kept making art, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had some exhibitions and stuff. But, you know, I started making a living and stuff. You know, I kind of went from being a starving artist, working for other artists and trying to figure it out. 
to making a living as a DJ. And then folks at the clubs would, hey, do you do weddings? We're going to get married. And, and like you said, people who met at my parties right. hired me to DJ, which is amazing. So talk a little Their bit weddings. about these experiences where you're like really, you're, you're playing the soundtrack of people's like sometimes most totally, climactic totally. experiences of their life. Well, yeah, and that's where we and, shift and into what I currently right, do now. And, and yeah. like real service, like really like... Totally, and that's where this whole entrepreneurial kind of mindset comes in mm-hmm. was, you know, I was spill doing it, Spill clubs. it, Preach to me, baby, preach oh, to me. You ready, baby? Yeah, I'm ready. ready. So Let me get that Isaac Hayes voice. <laughs> no, 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 Barry White. <laughs> Barry White, there you go. <laughs> Whenever, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna love you. Um, Stick to the DJing. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Not good, not good. Take the mic away. I can't sing either. I, um, so yeah, so folks would ask me if I did weddings, like, sure, I'll do your wedding. You know, I've got tons of music from oldies to the new stuff and fine, you know, and little by little, I started building my music repertoire to cater to weddings because coming from the club life, I'm doing right. something very niche, very specific yeah. weddings. You have to be able to play Elvis and <laughs> Van Morrison and, you know, Drake and Lizzo, you know? So it basically started there. I started DJing a couple of weddings a year and, and figuring it out and buying equipment and, Little by little, it turned into a real business. I started really focusing. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of money in this business. You know, mm-hmm. it's more than a Absolute. club night. Yeah. And yeah. I don't work till 4 a.m. Right. You know, I get, out <laughs> and get home by, you know, one or something right. or two or, or not even. Some weddings end at 10, you know. Yeah. Depending where they are. And I really got into it. It's like I thought, oh, weddings. You know, who wants to do weddings? You know, I'm, I'm cool. I'm I've done cool so DJ many weddings as a drummer. And I was I like, I really <laughs> got into it. It was just like, you know, because... It's going to sound a little hokey. I care about people's experiences. I care about making your night the most amazing night that you ever had. You know, I mean, it, sure, it's not, but it could be one of your most important nights. I mean, your wedding night, right? If you're getting married and you love your bride or your groom, your wedding has to be spectacular, right? You don't want to have a crappy wedding and be like, oh man, the music sucked, but I had a nice dress. It's like, you know, the music is, I think, not just as a DJ, but I think the music is so important. And my role, especially now with all this experience, I do a lot of weddings. I've been doing weddings for a long time. I've shifted my business from clubs to weddings. Um, a few years ago, actually, I, I love doing the club stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I still have my club, my, my gig at Bembe, and it's it's this weird, like, I want to get out, but I it's like that line from Godfather yeah, 3. Sure. I, I want to get out, but they keep they bringing keep me, back. me back. Some of the guys there are mad because they're like, where are you, man? I'm like, well, you know, it's this 4 o'clock in the morning thing, man. Yeah. I got a 4-year-old. It's not easy. It's not easy. But I still love it. It's like it's not even, you know, I make more money with weddings, obviously. But I really enjoy that. And it's the music that I really love playing at Bembe, you know, mm. and which is world music and Latin, Afro-inspired, you know, Afro-diaspora music, you know. And at weddings, I play whatever people want, you know, and um, and that's great, too, because it's like it's I lose ego there. It's mm-hmm. not about me. It's never about me at a wedding. It's about my clients. And I give them 110 percent. I really do. And and it goes into this whole mindset shift. Like I didn't realize how much I was going to enjoy weddings. I didn't realize what it takes to be a successful wedding DJ. And it's not really about skill. It doesn't matter how good you can blend or scratch or whatever. It's about customer service i did not know that i got into that little by little because first i was just djing weddings for people i knew friendly you know but then you know people would contact me, oh i got your info from so and so or you know that kind of thing and then i eventually started advertising and i actually i spent a lot of money on advertising on the nod and wedding wire but it comes back and you know it really does my business has really grown in the last few years and it's that whole customer service thing it's about providing excellent service making sure that your clients are you go be above and beyond to make sure your clients are super happy. And um, and most of my clients refer me. They write amazing reviews. I have really just five-star reviews on everything. And, you know, people who write reviews, they'll write a crappy review if you did a bad job. Oh, I know. They will. <laughs> Knock on wood. You know, that's why, again, it's like because of this whole social media thing, I also don't want to, like, have a bad review stain my reputation. Yeah. Even though one or two is not going to because I have so I many say, good you ones. should open a restaurant. Yeah, right? Yeah, no. Re- restaurants are tough, bro. <laughs> but, you know, and, and so the philosophy is if you serve, it will come. And my business has grown and grown just because of this attitude of service and of providing excellent service and really trying to understand my couples. Like I speak to them, I get, you know, I send them a questionnaire, they, they fill it out. And, 
And I really get a sense of, okay, this is where they're coming from. This is who's going to be at their wedding. This is the age demographic of their wedding. If I do a lot of mixed race weddings actually in New York because of my world music background. So I'll do Albanian with Puerto Rican or Jewish with African American or Russian and Ecuadorian or whatever, whatever. And, and, I, and I have all the music. I've got it all. You should put Jello Biafra all night. I, I wish. <laughs> I wish. I have done a punk rock wedding, but it was more like romantic punk, like the Ramones. Yeah, the yeah. Sex Pistols, which to me is like really rock and roll. Yeah, of course. But um, I did speak to a couple a couple of nights ago, and I think they're going to book me. I had a good feeling. They, uh, The groom loves Slayer. And he was, I was oh like, God. I said, Rain and Blood is the best metal album ever produced. And his wife was like, and we're not hiring like, him. I was like, well, you can do your, you know, when you come out, you know, and now ladies and gentlemen, let's have a big round of applause for Jim and Jill as they come into their, da, 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 and play Enter Sandman. Da, 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 and he was like, yes. And she was and she's like, like mm. I don't know if we're going to hire Next this Next DJ, please. <laughs> I don't know if we should hire this guy. He's going to ruin my wedding. <laughs> but um, no, I, I cater to the brides first. Yeah, honestly, you said yeah. some really great things in there. Um, you know, transitioning from oh, like, right, this from, is, yeah. and I think it's great that you found that where you're, you're, you're coming from an artistic background where you're trying to feed your own soul. And the one hat didn't fit the way you wanted it to and then you found this other one and you're like oh that fits well also right and that one turned into servitude in a way like in the best possible way seriously it's it's really amazing to me and and i had this still for me it was the same but it was in the food industry right this guy asked me the other day on twitter oh how did you end up in restaurants and i said i was a starving musician and i just got good at it over time <laughs> you know um but it was the same where that idea of service and I love to put people a smile on people's faces like performance yeah I love totally, to do it that yeah. way you never want to perform and people leave like mm. you want them to be pumped you know in the same when you're when you're DJing and then I started to see the same thing in food and obviously there's a way to be creative with food as well so like trying to marry those two and then that idea of just like just like servitude on the deepest level just human to human hit me and it was a few years ago and I was like wow yeah. this is one of those things that gives back in a huge way, and totally. it was it was something I neglected for. I, part of it comes with you know Age, maturity, maturity and emotional and intelligence. Yeah. I mean, I was like a five year old in my late thirties. Uh, right, exactly. So <laughs> um, that's fascinating that you that you found that. Um, yeah, yeah, it really is amazing. I mean, and I had no clue that that was right, the key same here. to success. Yeah. And it's like it's always been in my heart. I mean, you know, I think I'm a nice person. I've always cared about. Oh, the you're world. a lovely I've guy. Cared. That that was my art. Even in jujitsu, you're nice. I'm nice in jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, you break it. You don't play games. I don't play. But, I don't play. But I'm. Nice. But I give. I give some people a break. But then other people don't give me a break, and I'm like, well, that's okay. That's what it is. You learn. Are you, you grow. trying to? Say I'm not something? talking about you. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you learn. You have to come up against some struggle. You yeah. Know? And then you right. surpass that with kindness. Yeah. And don't don't crank too hard. Yeah. You know? But it's the, sa the same is definitely true in business. It sure is. It you sure know, is. you have to take. God, there's so many correlations between jujitsu and business. Like you. How professors really always is. like you can't you have to do something you might not know what to do but you have to do something so you have to move you have to you have to make an effort you, have you know to. um but you have to be you have to be soft enough and empathetic enough to see the right opportunities along the way for mutual growth like for your business you want to do well but you also want these people to have a wonderful experience and have a good life it's not just like so you refer me it's like Right. So you actually walk away. Like, I get that impression from you that yeah. you're not just like, I want you to be happy so that you refer me. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it's like, a wonderful after right, effect right. Of, of doing something that I honestly, genuinely enjoy doing. And I want it to be an amazing experience for you. You know, it's not about me playing what I want to play. Right. It's about me playing great music for you based off of what you have given me in terms of input songs and song choices yeah. that's going to be there. I mean, it's a funny example. Um, I did a wedding in late December, last wedding of the year. The bride's mother friended me on Instagram because she said, you were amazing. Mm -hmm. I get that a lot. I get parents yeah. coming out. Actually, this is, this is another funny one. Uh, two weddings ago, I did a wedding up in Yonkers or um, Hastings. And uh, the bride's father is in the entertainment business for like 50 years. He yeah. knows like he hired Teddy Pendergrass, all these bands. I mean, and he has uh, he offered me a job. <laughs> He said, I, I, I have this social club, whatever, in Long Island. Yeah. It'd be great if you came in on a Sunday. And I'm like, well, I do a lot of weddings, but if I can't. But, you know, 
He was like, I love every song you played. I've been in the business so so long. I hear wedding DJs, they, you know, they, they can't mix. They can't do right, this. They right. suck. And it's like, you're great. And, you know. Yeah, you, know, you actually have to be good at what you do, you know, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take, obviously, you need to have can't skill. Can't skip the skill. You need yes. skill. And, you know, you practice and you learn. But ultimately, it's about service. It's not about you. It's right. about making sure that your clients are 100, and, you know, give them 110% and it's going to come back to you in another way yeah. by them or by someone else. Or, and when you, you combine know. that with the skill, then it's like a superpower. It's a superpower, right? you know. All right. We're going to take awesome. a break and fly with our superpowers. We'll be back for the last session in just a few. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. And we're back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web Last Set, Best Set. Let's do it. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu. All right, right here. We've got some space. Here with my boy, DJ David Medina. So we've talked about a lot. Your upbringing in music, growing up in New York City, going to Alfred, Western New York, blue cheese, blue chicken cheese. wings. Chicken. No, no chicken wings. Pizza. Pizza, pizza and well, blue yeah. cheese. Um, and the that. buffalo chicken pizza yeah, phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> and then the last segment just really dealing with how to grow a business, how to deliver on the like superpower level in skill and service and what that did for your business. Like yeah. just like we're it always it, as business really. owners and operators, we're always looking. You have to grow because there's constantly attacks from like your everything, all costs are rising <laughs> constantly. So you have to you have to grow so have or charge more. Yeah, <laughs> so just, too, right? I was gonna bring that out, but yeah, right. I got three. Um, but you have to you know you have to grow either you know through charging more money, which people don't always love, unless right. you're just like that good, or but just volume also. Right. And uh, right. and and when you when you marry those two, when you marry what you pointed out was service and like awesome skill as well, but just like total empathy boom yeah hit the music mr gj dun 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 and it then it blows up so it's true some of the other things that you need you mentioned earlier some advertising so what were the you mentioned two platforms that you advertise on i advertise on the on wedding wire and the knot are those they actually just merged it's not just one company it's crazy but they still charge a whole lot of money (laughs) from both platforms i know those guys yeah uh this is digital strictly digital yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's on you know on the net you know and um, is it a website yeah these are websites app-based websites and you Mm -hmm. can go and like you know if you're a newly engaged couple you can go on these sites gotcha uh, basically look for vendors of anything you know from Venues to caterers to florists, photographers, DJs, gotcha. bands, so it's everything, like everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I've actually been fortunate to uh, have gotten like best of weddings and couples choice awards for like the last six nice. years for that's both. Fantastic. And again, it's that's really because yeah. of it's really because of like service again, yeah. like I said. And um, 
And it's great. You know, it's a little expensive, but it, sure. it pays but back. Like you said, you have you to have advertise. To put, you have to spend money to make money. Yes. It, it is an investment. Period. You're investing in yourself no matter so what. So you work hard, you save the money, and then you put it back into your business. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing. And it's been great. It's that's been awesome. really great. And I'm also not a very greedy person. So right. I actually turn down weddings. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't want couples to think I'm a, a jerk or anything. I'm not. It's just that I'll have, they're interviewing me. Like we, I usually have like an initial call or meeting. Or a call, then a meeting. It depends on the couple, what they want to do. But for convenience sake, I usually start with just a phone call, you know. And they're interviewing me, but I'm interviewing them too. Because I feel like if I'm not a good match, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Or if they're jerks, I don't want to. It's my time. I hear that. You know, and I'm at a point now where... I'm doing okay, you know, right. so I don't need to be somewhere I don't want to But that, like, that self-awareness is huge, and that will make you so much more successful because totally, that's how the totally. bad reviews come in. And when then, you're servicing the, the person, like, the, it's not the wrong person, but it's, it's just not ideal. I know. And if you can sense that, I know. dude, I, I, I know I that, I know that like feeling. I a psychic little connection. Like, I just got an email, and I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to even reply to that one. Yeah. I was just like, right. you just, I just read what the red flags. Said. It's red like flags. Red flags. <laughs> This one's on fire. And, and I can smell and, the smoke. Right. And the great thing for them is that everyone's a DJ now. They, you know, everyone's right. a DJ. Right. So just hire someone else. Just hire some kids. Yeah. But the couples that do contact me that I feel, that, yeah, this is great, then, oh, my God, it's awesome. Like, again, I had a wedding recently where the groom hugged me like four or five times, just thanking me. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That to me. Is that is, kind of wedding, huh? It was that kind of wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. But, you know, it, it makes you feel yeah, good. It's absolutely. like, man, not only did I do my job, but I did something that was an experience and, and mm-hmm. that's what DJing is for me it's really I'm giving an experience because yep. I don't I'm, even consider myself to be an amazing almost DJ. all businesses right. other people just don't realize it some right. people think they're selling products no it's the experience but it's really and, and literally with a DJ yeah it, is it really is but you like, don't take anything home unless you buy a CD I learned that CD. from the music industry <laughs> and then also I, it took me a while to catch that in the restaurant industry but then I finally realized and even at the wine store I knew then it's like I'm not selling you a bottle of wine no. I'm selling you experience this is this is you know, what it's about. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, what is life? Anyway, yeah. What do you take I, with yeah. you? Do you take that bottle of wine or that beautiful car? Yo, you dropping black you black Yeah. It's not, <laughs> no, man. I know, right? You, all you take back with you is your experience. Yeah. Seriously. So Definitely. giving that love, for lack of a better word, no, no, know, is really what it's all a, about. I think it's a perfect and word. So for it. um yeah, so it's been good. I really can't complain about my life okay, i mean so i can't complain next about question. my life but i'm not gonna next nobody yeah. wants to hear it anyway yeah no social media who complains now social media <laughs> social media yeah i'm terrible sorry yeah i uh, i have instagram do you, do you think you Facebook, need it for your business no thank god i mm. don't i've gotten a couple of weddings off of instagram i have to say so i have to be more active with instagram but I'm kind of... So that, that sounded like yes. That's that. You said no, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, I have to be more active. I have to be more active. I know. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I'm i kind of old school. In Man, the it's, sense. I'm the same. Uh, analog. Straight analog. Yeah, and just neglected it for so long. I kind of like come from that mentality of like the James Dean mentality of like, I'm, not that I'm too cool for school, but like, I don't want to... Sell, have to sell myself. Like, you want me, you, you come to but me. But you don't have to. I know, no, but you That's do. That's the beauty of but social you media. Have to. It's, you know, you got to constantly pose. Oh my God, look at yeah. what I'm eating today. Look, I don't like wow. that. You know, I don't do like that. that, you know. But you can find a way to do it. I would encourage it. No, I because know. I was just I like know. you and I was like, nah, man, not, yeah, I'm I not know. into this. It's not my native language. I think it's like, it's become yeah. apparent. And once I, I started, <laughs> also, an, it just shifted gears. Yeah. And a lot of things changed. And you can do it without being creepy. You, yeah. The great part is there's no gatekeepers. You get to decide your story. So you can tell whatever part of your story. And a guy like you, you're going to be honest and sincere. If you were a creep, I'd be like, don't do social media. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you can you can be honest and sincere in your own way. And you can you can show people what you... I mean, it's, it's important to show them what you want them to see, but also what resonates with them. And I feel like somebody like you, you would do a fantastic job with that. And it would it would help your business. It yeah. really would. No, I, sure. I, honestly, sure. I honestly feel that. I have that. to work on that to grow my business um, even more. And you have to advertise... On, on the, and the yeah, platforms. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm working it all. I'm working it from so many angles, and I'm always looking for the next one. Because again, growth is a necessity. It's what you it's can't, all about. you can't get comfortable. Yeah, and you can't stick with one thing either. Right. You know, I actually diversify, you, even as a DJ. Like I actually, you know, I mm-hmm. advertise on these wedding platforms. I do 
what I think is amazing service for my couples, and I get weddings and referrals from them. Right, referrals are huge too. Huge. Yeah. That's a big part of my business, and that's the intimate part. Yeah, it's really like totally, word of mouth. You totally. can never, you can never but replace that. I'm also that. a recommended vendor at a number of places right. in New York, yeah. so they recommend me mm-hmm. too, and that is just like awesome. Like they enjoy working with me so much. These venues that they put me on their vendor list, so now their couples they say David's the man. Yeah, David's the man. You know, that's awesome. Him. And so I get a lot of work that way. So. And, you know, in, in, and your website, in, too. In we talked website, about this a little yeah. bit. And you said, once, especially once you put a video on your website, you were oh like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I spent some money. I put, again, takes money to make money. Yeah. I hired a friend who was a, video, a videographer and he did video editing and everything. And, and I actually, I kind of art directed it because I knew right. what I wanted. Right. And I come from an art background. Mm-hmm. So I basically worked with him and we filmed That's exactly what I was live. just talking about. Yeah. And we put this video together. And that video, like, people really like it. And yeah. it's old now. It's a few years old. So I have to make a new one. Right. But um, but it's been very. But that's effective. why I think you would do so good at, in social media because it's the same thing, and you could just do a bunch of short ones and or photography, right? And you would direct it. You would. No, this is what I'm doing. I've I've got of people course. now. I've got like a video guy and I've got an audio guy. But I'm telling them what I want and they execute it. But I'm leading the way, and you get to pitch the story. You'd be great at it. You just got to do it. I, I, I actually do, do know that. I just haven't. Really. Right. I don't like it too much. I know, but you'll <laughs> learn. So you were talking about your website. Where can people find out information from you? www.djmedina.com. That's djmedina.com. I love the. Isn't that, great? Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, cool. yes. And and on Instagram. Instagram is <laughs> at DJ Medina NYC. Because you do, I like your post. I really like, and this oh, is good. the reason I'm saying that because you post, you, you do high profile places. <laughs> yes. And they're gorgeous, first yes. of all. It's yeah, like you're looking at that and you're like, wow, <laughs> I, I want to get married. I just want to be there. You know, yeah. even when it's like you do stuff upstate and, and out, of, out of state and it. just like gorgeous backdrops, it's but then awesome. also like these. These like rooftop joints, and you're just all over the little, place. Little warehouses and in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's exciting. So I yeah. think you should continue with that, and then oh, and then like start to incorporate some videos. No, I do. I try. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I try to the best of my knowledge is uh, not best of my knowledge. But I try to constantly post pictures yeah. from weddings and stuff, and that you know it's exciting for the couples that just got married. Like, oh wow, and people who are going to get married. So it definitely does help. And then what's up with Bembe? We got thirty seconds. Uh, yeah, I'm there next Thursday, ten to four. Tell people where it's at. For it those that is don't know. on uh, what is it? Six. It's uh, under the Williamsburg Bridge. South, yeah, it's there right it by the Williamsburg Bridge, South Sixth Street and Barry, corner of South Six and Barry. Williamsburg. Williamsburg. All right, everybody. Downtown. With that, we're gonna peace out for the weekend. Have an awesome weekend. We'll see you next week. You listen to the Entrepreneurial Web. What? Jujitsu. <laughs> we didn't even talk about jujitsu. <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 